You're listening to the Roll for Crit podcast. This is your favorite place to be if you like hearing about board games, card games, role-playing games, all kinds of tabletop games. We're going to talk about the aforementioned games on today's episode. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jonathan Estes. I'm Will Keeler. And so much fun to be had today. It's it's starting to get very cold and dark. I don't like it too much. But then again, that just means I stay inside more. Yeah, well, that's where we are. You know, some some people live in places that uh, are habitable year round. <laughs> uh, but, Not for but long. Over, well, <laughs> yes, I mean, soon nowhere will be habitable on our planet. But for now, uh, it is indeed getting cold and dark and depressing. Uh, but we're here to give you a little bit of joy. Bring a little bit of love, life, and laughter into your love, laughter, and life tonight with this episode or today, whenever you're listening to this. I don't know, but I hope you're having fun. Of course, we have to begin our show by checking in with our newest character, Roland F. Criterion, who uh, is our is the mascot of the show and has been going on all sorts of fun adventures. Last week, last week he was lost in the snow, speaking of it being cold and dark. And he managed to, to to catch a little grub to eat, but he's not doing great. He's lost in the wilderness. It's cold. He's not prepped for the winter. And as he's finished munching on his on his little forest critter that he's found, and he's desperately seeking out somewhere to stay, he hears voices in the distance, some kind of commotion. And uh, I don't know how he's going to react to these voices, if he's going to be able to find them or or what he's going to think. But that's why we have a guest on the show to help us move in this direction. Joining us this week for the third time, I think, is our friend and Roll for Crit producer, Ivan Hahn. Oh, hi. I'm very confused. I thought this was the Conan O'Brien podcast. Oh, yeah, you thought you were going to be on Conan, I think. Um, Yeah, so you must have been really disappointed. Yeah, I am. (laughs) This is a huge step down. Very, very different podcast. But hi, hello. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. I I, I think last time you were on the show, there was no mascot. We just rolled a die in an abstract way. Right. It was meaningless. Yes. But now now we roll a die and it has importance and significance. So it's up to you and Will to decide what Roland is going to do. Of course, he's an Asimov bard. Mm-hmm. And so he, he just he doesn't have many tools with him right now. He's a low level character. He uh, he's good. With, he's good with music and poetry. And he has some he does have some weapons, but not much. Is he going to approach these voices? What's he going to do? I, I want to swipe right. You, you want to swipe right? Yeah. I don't think that's an option. It's not an option in this? No, no, no. no. We oh. we haven't hit the attack step yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you said. So, uh, so what what weapons do we have? We have none? Oh, no. He's got a crossbow. He's mm. got a longsword, uh, mm-hmm. shorts. He, he's got some, some weapons on him. Okay. He's got one of these. I, I think that's supposed to be hand bow, hand bow or something. It, under weapons on our character sheet, it just says hand. <laughs> Is that is that, well, that a mean, mistake? Well, that just sounds like I, he, he I, I have somebody. no idea. Um, he just has his hand. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he says that. <laughs> I have not looked at his honestly his page since, which is a bad because I on, I have felt like I think he needs to get some some new spells and level up. Is, yeah, is there a maybe. way I can actually look at the page? I mean, <laughs> uh, our... I could send it to you. I have yes, it. that would be. You know, 
I, I think I think hand is a good is a good weapon. But, I feel like he just has a slap. <laughs> he he just goes around karate chop. Yeah, <laughs> this is all possible, and we can we can delve into his spells and other things at another time. But right now, let's just let's just get this show moving. What's what's he gonna do in the moment? Well, Ooh. he's got to go towards the voices. He knows he's having a he's not in the best predicament. And when it comes to, I don't want to say lying, but persuading people to help mm. him, I think he has a much better chance there. And I'm not just saying that because he has a high charisma number. So I, I think he's got to go find out what's going on at the very yeah. least for his own safety, not just in case someone's in trouble. And you said he's good at music, right? So why doesn't he like sing a nice tune as he's going? He's actually terrible. He's the worst part. Oh. Of no, 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 that's not true. So he's going to approach. So he's like a caroler. Yeah, we're getting into the holiday season. So he's not if he's not worried that maybe he'll get ambushed or these are bad people. He's just going to go straight up. You got to live your life. You he's hungry, man. I'm singing a song. Come look at me. <laughs> and if you attack me, I'm going to attack you back. All right. Well, With my um, hands. Uh, it sounds like, Will, you're going to be making, uh, you know, it's a pretty popular <laughs> role for this character. A performance role. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us what happened and then the role will react. Well, you have to roll to find out what happened. See how good your performance is and Ooh. what effect it has on these strangers. Well, he <laughs> rolled a 12, but I think he has a pretty solid charisma bonus. He does. He does. He has or a very good. Uh, sorry. Yes, he has a plus six to his performance, which brings that up to an 18. I think this he character is, is rocking like, hard. Too good. It's not bad. He's, he is rocking hard. Um, so, yeah, he, he he approaches playing. He's got his pan flute. He's got his hand drum. He's basically a one man band. Like it's that's like what Mary he does Poppins. with his hands. Exactly. That's the hand drum. <laughs> He's got the hand drum. Yeah, I don't I don't know where, where that comes into play. Uh, but, yeah, he, he, he it turns out there's a there's a little campsite. And there's uh there's some folks gathered and they've got their own little little crew going on. They've got some tents. And uh, seeing seeing his great performance and hearing his beautiful music, they immediately trust him and and take him in as one of their own. We will find out what that means for him and his journey next time. But for now, he, it looks like he's found a place to stay, some shelter from the storm. So isn't that nice? It's fantastic. It's good news. Hopefully, uh, soon enough, he'll actually learn to do some spells instead of just moving or singing <laughs> yeah yeah he could do all kinds of things hey some people in DD never learn spells it's true it's perfect, perfectly valid way of getting around you yeah, don't need to he's read no D &D. fighter <laughs> yeah that's right hey you don't have to fight there's more options than fight and spell right <laughs> no no, no i'm at the class fighter <laughs> he can go around singing and slapping it's fine hmm yeah, singing and slapping. I, I I agree. All right. Anyway, we do have a show where we're going to talk about actual board games and stuff this oh. week, uh, and we will start off on that note, pun intended, with the news roundup. News roundup. It was a pun because of notes because he was playing music. Oh. Now I must tell you, there's not a lot of news this week. <laughs> there was not that much that really happened in the world of board games. But a couple of things that hopefully will be worth us discussing. First off, a fun little announcement that involves the local drugstore slash pharmacy Walgreens. Are they a national chain? Is Walgreens oh, national? 
think so, but I'm also just been surrounded by Walgreens all my life. Yeah. I I'm going to assume that they are significant enough, partially because of this story and some other stuff. But we'll, we'll, let's actually talk about what why that we're talking about them in the first place. Oh, okay. I just wanted to get a read on on whether this was a national chain or not. But yeah, I think they are. Yeah, they're um, in all fifty states. Oh, good. Thanks for checking on that. So uh, this announcement relates uh, Walgreens and Big G Creative, a, a board game publisher, who says that they have seven of their games that are going to be featured at Walgreens coming up, including the exclusive launch of a game called Hangry. So that's pretty exciting, as well as No Filter. Uh, and some of the other games they have in this lineup include a Bob Ross game and one that I know Ivan is familiar with, the Kraft Heinz Variety Game Pack. <laughs> we don't speak of that. We're all big fans of that of that selection right there. Sure. Uh, so I think the, so the, the real interesting part of this story to me is that Walgreens apparently is getting in on the board game business. For the well, first time, they're going to have a Walgreens, uh, they're going to have a board game uh, I, I think it's going to be like by the register or something. It's not like a full on section, but they're going to have board games. Our local Walgreens has had some of these board games for a while. Mm. Some of the I've, ones specifically that are that are mentioned in this story. I think I've definitely seen. Maybe it's a different Bob Ross game, but they have a Bob Ross game. They've had um. The throwing burritos game. I forgot what that's. It might just be called that. I don't know. Yeah, throw throw burrito. Yeah, from exploding kittens. Um, but yeah, our wall, our local Walgreens. I don't know if it's by each store, but I, I'm assuming since they're a national chain, they're all basically the same. They have a pretty decent geek aisle. They have um, ours has magic cards, has different trading card games, board games, some classics, some newer games, um, Legos, like that kind of genre of stuff so i'm i'm surprised that this is a big announcement interesting hey may, maybe you have a walgreens that was like a test walgreens where they <laughs> have started that could uh, be that too walgreens zero or, or it's just something that's been rolling out to stores and now they're officially saying hey we're really going for it certainly that rolling oh right because of dice yeah. certainly uh it seems like this is the first time that there's been Ex games exclusive to Walgreens. That's been the domain of Target mainly. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. It is definitely the first for Walgreens, but it's also not the first time for me that I've heard Walgreens exclusive. Really? Yes. Oh. Actually, Transformers figures have yeah, been having that for a while. So when I read this, I was like, <laughs> I didn't see the company. Not. I was like, oh, I guess Hasbro's just increasing the list. So I was <laughs> the big surprise to me, like, oh, it's not Hasbro. Now you you are from the other the, the wrong coast, Will. <laughs> I'm from the wrong North? of many things, but go on. <laughs> now they say that drugstores in like on the East Coast are different versus West Coast. Is that true? Like ours have more ours are more of a store versus the ones like out in California are literally just a drugstore. I honestly cannot remember any drugstores okay. and probably because you're right. Maybe that's why, because as a kid, I'm like, there's nothing interesting here. You know, meanwhile, yeah. I don't go to Walgreens that much, or at least there's not around uh, any, or I usually go to CVS, but I still like, there's a toy section. There are board games there. I've seen some hilarious, uh, like weird two player versions of like Monopoly and Sorry and stuff. 
Right. I so heard it seems that to be more West Coast Walgreens walk like this, but East Coast Walgreens kind of walk like this. I'm not coming back to the show. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they do seem to be more general purpose. And I mean, like you, like we said before, I don't think you'd make an exclusive for any of the things we've talked about here unless you felt like it was going to hit a reasonably sized population. Well, and not even that, just the age of people that go to Walgreens. Well, like, if you look at most of these games that they had on there, they're pretty friendly, fa family friendly <laughs> and friendly to families. Hmm. So, like, I imagine this could be more the thing like it, it's not. I mean, yes, the, like you said, they had magic. I talk about Transformers. So there's definitely the old, the older nerd who has their income. But this is the kind of thing I expect a, a mother who's there with their kids and being like. Yeah. Oh, this looks interesting. Or kid to spot. This out. didn't. That's. A, this didn't strike me as much as the mom family. These sounded to me like the exploding kittens, like college yeah. kids, high school kids. Like we really? just want to. We just want to drink I, and goof around type of game. I that, guess that was. But the, I feel like. I mean, I mean, the, sometimes sometimes those games do fit both markets. Yes, it's it's a very interesting line where those meet up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what kind of what I was getting at too, because normally, like, I'll go to a Walgreens and it's like. It'll be the, the mom picking up the medication for their kids or the elderly people at these stores. So that's why it's weird that they have such a, quote unquote, nerdy section of the store. Mm. Yeah, but it sounds like, uh, like generally speaking, we, no, nobody finds this too. I find the exclusive weird because yeah. Walgreens doesn't seem like it's that massive of a, of a store like a, like a Target or a Walmart. It, um, especially for tabletop games, it is odd. But um, <laughs> the first of all, like one, one of the things I want to point out, at least in the article that I'm reading, it said exclusive upon release. So my okay. guess is that's a few months. It's not like well, that's true for Target right. too. Usually, isn't it? It's yes, how these all go. Like yeah. we'll give you the exclusive for like a year, six months, and then we're going to go yeah. nationwide. I don't. It's also just weird to me that a lot of these companies are doing exclusives for stores when a lot more people just order stuff online. Yeah. Um, because yeah. when, because even thinking of game shops, I think of like, like that's why I think of a game shop, like not a smaller store, like a Walmart, a, a Walgreens. Well, I think that's probably part of it is that the retailers are like, look, we'll pay you money. If you make people come to our store, <laughs> we'll yeah, make it, we'll make a deal with you. And it's not like heavier games either. But who is like, oh man, I got to get hangry. Let me head out to Walgreens. I need I'm actually hangry. on my uh, <laughs> cell phone right now. I'm driving there. <laughs> well, this is good for this time of year too, because like some of these I'm assuming are smaller, like stocking stuffer style games. And like, maybe this is a test for the holiday season. Like if it does well, maybe more stuff will come into the stores. That's true. I mean, if you have everyone, especially this year who are all looking for gifts and they see this on the shelf, I'm like, this looks good. Stock and stuffers. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I like this quote where <laughs> someone from Walgreens says, as a retailer that cares about mental wellness and family time, <clears throat> like th this is the perfect place to launch uh, hangry. Right. And well, hangry, according to the description, is a fast food themed card game where you're trying to steal food from each other <laughs> what does this have to do with mental wellness or family well, they want i think it's more board game stuff but i also want to say hangry uh, is not a good mental state 
Right. <laughs> well, also a lot of the two of them are based on kind of junk food. So I guess they want you, they're going to put them next to the diet pills. <laughs> yeah. Also remember not to buy the Bob Ross stuff because as we learned from the documentary, oh. that's, that's no bueno. That, that documentary was not okay. <laughs> it was a good documentary, but it was it like, it really hit you in the feels. Yeah. It was very interesting because usually it's like, oh, we're going to find out how terrible Bob Russell is. It turned out like, no, he's he's OK. It's just everything around him was terrible. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, look for these games and maybe more at Walgreens, possibly now at your local oh. Walgreens. Really? And who knows? Maybe we'll in a few years, you know, the, the next Jaws of the Lion will be a Walgreens exclusive. I, I, I don't know. And Jaws of the House Cat. And they're the same size as most local game shops. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to go with that, I don't know. Yeah. Get a board game and get your get some paper towels, get frozen dinner, and uh, you know your, of milk and you're good. Your, 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 now, your allergy you go medication, get, whatever. You go to the pick up your medication, they're like, it's gonna be an hour, so you're like, great, I'm gonna just open up hangry, sit down, and play with the next person who's waiting for medication. I also love like the first three things we mentioned were not medications or pharmacy things. <laughs> it was a game, paper towels, milk. Yeah, we're not old enough. Also, I was trying hard not to like say anything that might be offensive to people. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Oh, I have a few of those. <laughs> All right. Medication would be offensive. Well, I, I just didn't want to touch on any touchy subjects of, I don't know, what kind of meds people take. It could sound right. flippant if I'm just joking about med medication. Right. So, yeah, that's I hear all. That's all. Anyway, but I didn't. So we sidestepped that issue completely. So let's move on to a couple of gaming announcements that I don't know if any of us will have any thoughts on, but we're going to find out. First of all, from Z-Man Games, we've got Ultimate Railroads, which is a collection uh, based on Russian railroads. Uh, now, this is a pretty popular train themed Euro game from years back. They're throwing that game plus some expansions into one box along with a new expansion asian railroads and this entire box set together is going to go for 120 bucks retail so this is a big old box of all the railroads you could ask for hence ultimate so presumably this also means that uh they won't be making any more otherwise that title is going to be obsolete mm -hmm. uh then we also have a new expansion for dune uh, from Gale Force 9. This is for the original, the well, I should say the 2019 version of the original Dune game. It's a very complicated thing to talk about which Dune game you want to talk about these days. And uh, I don't know how you're supposed to say these new factions, but it's Chome, C-H-O-A-M, Chome, and Richies. I, that one I got nothing for. Rich, Richese, Richese. I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce them. Uh, but I think it's very obviously it's Kalam and Richies. Okay, your second one I don't think was far off enough. That seems like that. Might I, I'm sorry. Be how you I, say it. I, I apologize. <laughs> the second one is pronounced Fred. All right. So uh, this is two new factions for the Dune game, which I think is the first actually new expansion for it since the original uh, since like the original version of the game was a thing back in the day. I could be wrong about that, but I, I think this is the first like new content that's not just a reworking or uh, re-implementation of older factions. And that's in what some it way. looks like, or at least from what I can tell. Um, so that's cool. Um, 
Uh, Ivan, you want to any interest in Ultimate Railroads? I, we haven't had the chance to play Dune yet, so I don't I don't know if you're going to be on top of that one. Ultimate Railroads. Uh, so this is a reprint. Yeah, it's uh well, it's basically a repackaging of an older game. It doesn't sound like uh, there's going to be really too many changes to it. I think they they updated some of the maybe some of the they they mentioned the colors are right. different, but I don't think any of the art or like rules are different. So yeah, it's a it's it's basically like if you hadn't bought it before, now you can get it in one convenient package. Okay, yeah, um, not really. It doesn't <laughs> seem up my alley um yeah yeah well what about the the thing that uh i'm not sure about with this one as i said it includes a new expansion um which also apparently has a solo variant so there's there's something there for you i don't see any word about that new expansion being sold separately so that could be a bummer if you're someone who has these titles already. Oh. You, you got to go in and spend a hundred bucks to get the one new expansion you don't have. Unless yeah, maybe they'll it, do it later it, on. It right. reminded me a lot of when I had, uh, I think it was last week when I talked a lot about uh, King of Tokyo. Yeah. And how it, Might it have been on the Patreon me. show, but yeah. Uh, that was a, That's why I was like, it was recent, right? But I, part of me likes it a little better because one, at least to my knowledge, and feel free to correct me. There, there, unlike King of Tokyo, there's at least six other railroads <laughs> remakes add small things. Yeah, no, I think this is the first time they've done something like this. And it, I guess for someone like me who owns none of them, this is very nice. So it's, it, it is really good to get new people in. And like you said, Jonathan, naming it ultimate as well, at least to, as you said, implies that, you don't have to think like, great. Uh, is there something else I'm missing? I'm like, nope, this is it. But who, You've I just it. don't know who the, how big the audience is of people who isn't a fan of this game already. Who's saying, I want to spend $120 on a train game with three expansions in the box. <laughs> yeah. That's as I'm paging through some of this, that's what, that's what I'm trying to figure out is if you don't already own this game, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's exactly what you said. It doesn't make sense. It seems like it's for a very specific subset of, of folks. I'm surprised this isn't a Kickstarter, to be honest. It seems like. Which is the, maybe why the expansion's part of it, because they know it's not going to be that big of a thing, but I don't know. That entices people to buy. I don't know. It's also kind of interesting in light of, you know, earlier this year, Z-Man kind of talked about how they weren't publishing some of their more Euro titles anymore. And this is a pretty Euro title. So there's something that I guess they still have a, a, a hand in that world. It's a, it's a big, like for them to say, we're not announcing any more Euro t- or producing them. This is a big expensive one to be pushing out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So it's, it's interesting. Did the original, so you said the original didn't have the solo mode. It sounds like that's a new thing. Yeah. I believe well, that honestly might do it for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I I'm not surprised that the soul modes only added now. I feel like I I mean I I could be corrected once again, but I feel solo rules have become much more popular in recent. Like I I don't remember like older ga- like Catan and stuff having a solo rules, even if it makes right. sense or not. It's it's certainly become more prevalent in the last now, few years. Do you think like? So they're re-releasing this game with a solo mode and other games like that. 
do you think they can do an add-on that just kind of adjusts the rules and sells like a expansion to make a game a solo game? It sounds like in this instance, it's tied to the new, the Asian Railroads expansion. Okay. So I would guess that maybe they'll just sell this separately at some point, um, depending on what components it, it needs. A lot of sometimes a lot of games, uh, you can just read like the solo rules online and adapt your game to it. The, okay, because I guess you can do more pieces. You'd probably need sometimes, It depends how they implement it, but yeah. Right. The big thing, too, of course, is be also how much people like if a lot of fans are really angry about it and talk about it, like, okay, we do need to make a single because we're seeing so many people talk about it, they'll probably buy it. If no one talks about being angry, but they're like, eh, just keep it in the box. I'm just having trouble picturing the who are the angry Russian railroads fans. <laughs> like that's the that's the real hotbed of rage filled. I mean, I'm not talking about like pick uh pitchforks and torches but you know like borgen key posts yeah. and things like that because yeah. this seems like one of those like if you own this game this is a game that you play on the regular i feel like like this is that has that feeling to it like this is your monthly weekly game that hits the table all the time could be i don't know it's it's guys had staying power it's been around it's been around for a while uh well this new the ultimate railroads comes out in march of next year uh, I'll pick one up. it's supposed to um and yeah we we have been struggling to get our group together to be able to play any game of dune of really any kind and we'll take any dune game we can get uh so i I don't know how these factions are going to influence things but it's cool that that it's been the original the reprint did well for them and that they're continuing also to do new content for the original version which doesn't have the movie uh inspired art right what year did you say this came out the the original the original original is like from the 70s. Uh, so but okay. this new version came out in 2019 where they did like a reprint of it. So you can use this, these factions in the 70s version? Uh, you would probably have to do some tweet. It's not designed for as, as such. Okay. Because yeah. that would be really cool if they, they had a workaround. You and might be if, able to. That's if they know. owned that game. I don't, I'm sure it was like a Parker Brothers or somebody back in the day. <laughs> no, I think it was. I don't know who it was, but it was like actually a good game. It, was, I don't, it wasn't like one of those mass market uh, companies. Right. It might have been um, Avalon Hill or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. But uh, anyway, that one uh, is coming soon as well. They say early 2022. Was there a price mark? It's Did I? Not. I don't think the Dune the board game has one, but I imagine it'll be. I can't imagine it's more it's than 30. Probably bucks. the same price as the uh, the other expansion. Right. Which it's not. Let me see. But <laughs> what what's weird for me is, I guess, in my head, when they released Dune, a game of conquest and diplomacy, the, the movie version. Parmy's like, so is this going to replace Dune the board game? No, but it, but it like, seems that it's not. Yeah, yeah. Like I, this I, say, I think that's they specifically made that as a shorter, easier version for people who saw the movie and didn't want to. They didn't want to intimidate people with the original game, which is longer and more complicated. Right. Their own. They know how long these people can sit. It's the length of the movie. That's it. <laughs> Which makes sense, and I, and I mean, even for, uh, you know, and I think it's, it's supposed to be better for a smaller play group. It's almost like, I'm sure there's other examples of this that have nothing to do with movies, you know, just releasing, like, the light version, so to speak, of, of a game. Right, I guess, and, I mean, 
it, it, I, it's maybe like on other things it feels like different because this one's so heavy that to me the lighter version like oh this is the replacement version almost like when you see something streaming like this is for now on what we're going to be focusing on and because i was like oh it's the movie one that's what we're all going to know now mm-hmm. but i mean this expansion it's obviously saying no the classic one is still here to stay yeah yeah, I, I I always it's my my impression was always that they both could live in harmony. And you can um, get the original one on eBay for a hundred and twenty dollars. Hey, that's about as much as getting yeah. the Ultimate Railroads. <laughs> or if you want the '80s version, which looks like it's made by Yep Parker Brothers, it's well, two hundred. I was wrong about that. I guess. Uh, all right. Well, cool. <laughs> All right, go buy those things on eBay or wait for the new versions or the ones that are already out right now of these various games. And that's pretty much all we've got for you in terms of the news section. But, you know, news kind of bleeds over into the world of Kickstarter. There's new projects on there that are exciting and hopefully some things that we're interested in backing this week. Let's find out. Oh, this one looks uh, nice. It's nice. It's nice. This one. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Ivan. We'll start with you. Oh, do you have a pick from the Kickstarter? You know which one I'm going with. You <laughs> know which one I'm going with. Don't, don't take the one me. I was going to take. I'm taking Atmosphere. No! Yep. <laughs> because I have been excited about this game since we played it, what, six years ago? I don't know how long ago we played it. Yeah. Uh, we used to do it every Halloween until I think three or four because we hit the the end of where it's easy for us to obtain, obtain in the U.S., <laughs> Oh, right. Because we played Atmosphere. No, we played uh, the original, which was, uh, what's the original Nightmare. Title? Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, well, it's like, it, Nightmare, it's regional. Yes. In the US, it was this game was called Nightmare. In the UK and other regions, it was Atmosphere. Right. With a fear in it. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, they are bringing it back for the 30th anniversary. Uh, this looks like it's going to be the original game and possibly the sequel or yeah. the add on. Um, it looks really cool. Uh, it's it's basically from the pictures and the video I watched, the exact same game minus the VHS tape, which kind it seems of like it's me. all going to be streaming. <laughs> I mean, at least they're putting it all in one place, and hopefully, like, right. make sure the video and audio and stuff is uh, is good. Yeah. Um, but for the price of it, I I was kind of hoping like maybe have like a tier for like hey get the vhs copy like i i'm a i don't know if you could still mass market vhs tapes well i mean they've, they still have kickstarters once in a while for vintage video games where someone will make a new game but it comes on like a game boy cartridge so yeah you know? see, it shouldn't be that hard to make a vhs tape anyway that will be a fun add-on if, like because especially for the price like it's a hundred and twenty dollars for well, the let's that's australian that's australian money Oh. It, it's still expensive. It's, yes. it's about $92 for the deluxe US. Which the deluxe version is kind of cool. It comes with the, the Gatekeeper metal coin, um, the Gatekeeper special die set, dice set, whatever, um, the expansion pack, and all stretch goals if reached. But if you already have the original game, it looks like you can just pledge and support the dice and the coin if you wanted them. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, we should explain for anyone listening who doesn't has no idea what Nightmare is. <laughs> it originally was a, a VHS board game where you would play a tape. It's an hour long, 
and a guy would talk to you and he would tell you, uh, you know, do this, do that. And then he would go away. And while he's gone, you're trying to roll dice, move around a board as fast as you can, trying to accomplish certain goals. And then every once in a while, he pops back in and yells at you. And it was a very weird, comedic, uh, uh, horror themed game that we have played several times with our videos of from years past on our channel. And yeah, it looks like this, they're bringing it back. I mean, my disappointment with this Kickstarter is that it really looks like they're not changing it at all. Like it's they say some of their stretch goals are for new cards, but Nightmare, in my opinion, it's not a it's a it's a fun game to play a couple times. It's a fun experience, but they they could have made this like actually a better game. Right. It's fun to break out on Halloween and put it back for a year. (laughs) yes it's you know there's yeah to me if you're looking just the game mechanics it's not good but (laughs) in terms of like we had this conversation before john you're like those moments you're like oh then when this happened this game is excels at that yeah but i mean for me it did for the first one None of the other ones were were good. I I guess to me, they weren't even fun to me to to for the experience. Most of my experience uh, with them was, oh my, it's not my turn because I got banished, so I'm sitting here watching you guys play. Now, do you think (laughs) that was my fun? As I was I was going through this, I'm like, oh, why is this company making the 30th anniversary edition? I'm wondering if they're going to be taking the money from this and maybe making a new version i yeah i did i actually they do talk about this a little bit it sounds like from what i've seen in like the comments and stuff that if this is successful this could be part one of maybe a revitalization of the franchise and maybe they do more stuff because a brand new version of this properly you know worked out would be really cool They've tried it before. Like there's a DVD version that came out. Like they've done newer versions, but yeah, I don't know. They're really. What was the newest version? Because this was 30 years ago. So that's what, 92? They've definitely had one or two in the 2000s at some point. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know how different Um, they are. But yeah, I, I would say if you, if you have a copy of this game, if you're lucky enough to have a copy (laughs) of it, it is cool because I'm assuming you can just go to the, I think it's on Vimeo, the the link for the video. Um, uh, right. Yeah. And you, it looks, they it looks like they kind of updated, not updated it, but like cleaned up the VHS uh, copy a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't, I wonder if it is free to play, free to watch the video. I'm, I'm pretty assu- sure. Oh, you mean like for this, once this version comes out? Yeah, because I'm. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how they would do that. It probably is. Password. I, I feel like. I feel like at that point, it's like an app for a game. Like the the amount mm-hmm. of people you'd annoy is right. like. How, what are people really going to get out of the video without playing the game? I think. I think they don't really lose any money on that. Right, and I. I yeah, you're right. I, and I'm also thinking that like the people this is aimed towards are the people who either lost this because their parents threw the original version away or people who want to like just relive childhood memories of they were too young to play this, but they saw their like brothers or sisters or whatever playing this. They don't want to have to go through eBay like we did to find this stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. It, it looks, it's, 
exactly the same. <laughs> like the board looks exactly the same. Right. Yeah. They could have, yes, they could have done something to the art, especially for the price. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, <sighs> but, but, you know, maybe that's part of the charm. Maybe they're trying to, like you said, they they want the nostalgia grab. Actually, I want to see how much it is on eBay for the original. I know when I bought it, uh, depends on the condition, but it could be like 50 bucks, 30 bucks, maybe even at that point, just do that. It's it's I, it, it used to be cheaper than this. <laughs> I can say that for sure. Oh, I don't, new? Uh, not new, not new. Oh, no, I don't think new, new copies didn't exist. I mean, they were pretty rare. Well, I mean, back in the day, I mean, Sealed. Like, how much do you think this was? Oh, like the actual retail price when it first came out? Oh, it was, it, was pro- it was probably like 20 bucks. Games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Board games had no value back then. <laughs> the, the value of it was the VHS. Although actually, yeah, VHS tapes were pretty expensive back in the day. So I don't know. Might've been, might've been a lot. Also, some, some of the images on this pa- on the Kickstarter page are weird. There's just, there's just underwear hanging. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's uh, the, I think if anyone has not played this, this game and have seen any videos and if any part of this, like a cheesy kind of video nostalgic game sounds like it would be fun for you and your group. I think it is worth backing this and playing it a couple times at a Halloween party. Like I'm just jaded because we played it like five years in a row and I just grew to just hate it. (laughs) But you know, it is funny to play. It's just, don't, don't get this. Like it's not like fireball Island coming back and like, Oh, that's actually going to be a fun game. This is different because that's like a, they read, we worked, right. We worked that. Yes. Yeah. Now, what do you think of the, the add-ons like the, the coin and stuff? Like, do you think they could have done more with that? Yeah, it's it is what it is. I mean, they do they did say they might add new cards, so right. that would be more. I I like the deluxe playing pieces that because again the ones they have are pretty boring. Well, pretty, they're pretty of their time. <laughs> yeah, literally... I mean, this Kickstarter is definitely more about capturing the old experience. It's not the restoration games, which this game I think is a fantastic option Ooh. for a restoration game style, you know, remake. Right. And I wonder how difficult it is. So is this, I didn't dig too deep. Is it the exact same company that's putting this out? Because at some point you're going to cross over um, copyright infringement for the actors and stuff. I'm pretty sure it involves some of the, I don't think the company exists anymore (laughs) (laughs) under that name, but I, I'm pretty sure some of the people who were involved are involved in this. I'm sure they have the rights for the, videos and all that stuff and i use the term actor very loosely <laughs> yeah but but also i don't know like if you i just feel like it's time to do a whole new one partially because i th- would think you'd want continuity between the different hosts but yeah. at this stage if you like relaunch with the old actor i don't know what that guy's doing now but i imagine he looks different than he did <laughs> 30 40 well years you ago. see i think the beauty of it though for most of the characters at least i remember they look older. That's fine. That it probably helps be. the aesthetic of the monster. Yeah. But yes, I do th- like. I, I mean, I, 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 when I saw this, I'm, I was gonna pick it because I think it's hilarious. I think it's just one of those games. It's like such an experience more than it's a terror. <laughs> like, but like I could see how you could make a lot of different changes and 
easily adapt them to make like new people playing as the hosts and stuff. Right. Hell, maybe even just get like popular YouTubers or something to be the 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 arch enemies. You know. Well, even uh, now, too, because back then, doing a low-budget film or a low-budget video, it looked like crap. It looked like it does in these VHS. But you can just take out a cell phone and, and <laughs> film it in 4K in front of a green screen that you bought at 5 Below, and it'll look better. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I The real tragedy of this is they, they couldn't launch this a month earlier to get, like, the Halloween buzz. Yeah. That's yeah. That's kind of surprising to me. Uh, but anyway, so, Will, you couldn't pick Atmosphere because Ivan did. Do you have a backup <laughs> pick? Uh, I, I do. I do. Uh, I, I've actually got two because there's another one I just wanted to quickly shout out that I thought was uh, cute. The first one is actually three in one, and that's three new Valeria Universe games. The Valeria Universe started with Valeria Card Kingdoms, which is a game I've really enjoyed and I've liked I guess you could call them all the other spinoffs as well. And these three ones, new ones sound really cool in particular. I, I, I got to say I'm a fan of the roll and write one. They each actually have a different mechanic yeah, there's going a on with trick them. taking a roll and write and a tower defense theme. Correct. And I, I, it, it's a universe. It's a game universe, and it's one that I enjoy a lot of and the carryover. So I just thought this looks like a really fun one because most of the things on daily magic I've, I've enjoyed and it just seemed like three for one. Like, okay, I'll pick what I like or get all three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say, you know, full disclosure, we have reviewed and previewed, uh, multiple Valeria games yes. in the past. Uh, we did not preview, uh, this, this new set. So we don't have any firsthand experience with it. Um, I, I will I will just say this. I have enjoyed every Valeria game we've played pr to some extent. I I agree with you. Daily Magic is 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 a solid company, and I bet all three of these games are good. <laughs> that that said, I just and this maybe is just my a personal thing where I just have like a there's a threshold in my brain where I'm like, all right, it's too many. There's too many Valeria games. Like all Ooh. there were already a lot. And now you're doing just three, right? As one, and I know it's probably some of these maybe didn't even start as Valeria games. It's now, I feel like it's almost now just part of their branding. Like it's not even. Uh, it I, sells I better because it's part of the ver universe. And yeah, well, I actually yeah, like yeah. it more because it's not an add-on to the card. Like this one is. Look, it's its own thing, and because of that, it doesn't feel as like okay. Maybe I'll I'll pick up the the roll and write one now. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll get the tower defense later or something. It's still yeah. comfortable, but because they're not expansions and significantly mechanically different to me, that's what I like. Yeah. I just wonder, maybe I'm a, an exception to this. Maybe I'm the minority, but I just wonder if there's diminishing returns of uh, being, making people happy because it's familiar and part of a franchise Versus people might start to think, well, I don't know, which Valeria game am I supposed to get? Which, uh, According to my knowledge of Spider-Man and other superheroes, I think they're fine. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I won't get into why I think that's different, but <laughs> I think it's different. <laughs> How many are there altogether? You mean Valeria games? Yeah. I, oh. I think there were like five or six before this. Now, do you think they're going to, like, they're making this as a... I guess a universe you can say like 
any game that they have sitting on a shelf, they're like, oh, it won't sell by itself. But if we put the sticker on it, then it will sell. I think it's a matter of, look, we we have this world. We like this art style and this mm-hmm. this theme. It's easier than inventing. A, why should we invent a whole new world for every game? We've got mm-hmm. Valeria. People like it. Like, I don't blame them at all for this. It really is my just my own personal hang up that I'm, I just feel like I don't I don't know. I'm starting to just get fatigued by by Valeria. Maybe it's just when you have so many at a certain point, even though the games are a lot of them are pretty different. When you look at them all at a glance, they start to blend together. Like, I can't remember which one was quests again and which one is villages and which one is shadows. Like they all start to become a homogenous thing in my head, but other people maybe are better at separating these things than I am. If I'm counting this correctly with these three, this brings it to nine, not including expansions. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. But I could, the only way I could see that, I mean, it's clearly going to work. They're, they're a lower price point game. Um, but I could see that, like, if you retire the first three and then have three come out, like, kind of like Disney putting the movies into the vault kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe. They're all very different, though. Or all well, most of them are, at least. Like, um, no. it's, it's not like new editions. They're all like, they it's all have their own. Yeah, completely new games. Yes. Yeah. Also, the, the 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 Kickstarter goal is very low, twenty five thousand dollars for these games. Yeah, that is pretty low for three games. Now I wonder if they already had it printed and made. A lot of um, uh, kind of a common thing with Kickstarters, board games, Kickstarters you see is they will purposely set the goal low knowing it'll they need more money because it just looks better to say we filled our goal in five minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, one of the annoying big things that uh, <laughs> in the Kickstarter universe. So, still twenty three days to go. I'm sure they can quadruple that. It's possible. Mo- pretty much, usually, it's like the first two days and the last two days where you get like eighty right. to ninety percent of your your money. If you want to take a look at these, starting off with one game, it's thirty dollars and goes up a little bit more with a discount for each game you add on. So. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that. The other one I would quickly want to shout out, just because I thought it was cute and fun, is these uh, one-up dice. I don't know if you guys saw these. They're pretty much dice that are like video game theme, and they come in and look like an old Nintendo game case that right. actually opens up as a dice, like a, a – oh, my God, I'm forgetting playing on the word. Dice. Uh, no, dice. it comes with dice, but the, like you can roll into the dice. Dice box? Dice, dice box, thank you. Tray? Dice or tray, tower? yes. No, it's not a dice tower. That's very different. Dice? It has dice. It comes with a lot. Take a look. It's it's video, it's it's retro video game themed. Is it um by any of the big dice manufacturers or is it just a one-off company? I do not recognize the company name. Infinite Black is doing it, but they look pretty. It's old school and I like the the carrying case. All right. Who couldn't nice. need more dice now and again? I have to stop myself every time I go to Gen Con mm-hmm. to buy more dice. Yeah. Because I have too many. You got to have those dice. <laughs> well, because you have so many dice, Ivan, you should now run a uh, D&D campaign. Mm, busy that day. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I'm free that day, though. All right. So uh, Robotopia. That's my, that's my pick this week. Uh, or I don't know if it's Robotopia or Robotopia. I'm not sure which part of this uh, 
portmanteau they want you to emphasize. But this is a new worker placement game from Bluebeard Entertainment, all about robots. And you are building robots and placing robots in various areas of the board, getting them to do little tasks for you. And you're trying to overthrow this big evil master robot who is the ruler of the factory. And it's, you know, a worker placement and you're kind of building an engine as you go to make your, uh, depending on where you place your robots, you'll be getting, of course, different resources, uh, letting them do different jobs and also uh, powering up your own uh, areas of the factory so you can build better robots. But if you build these generators, it's going to make the master robot mad and he moves around the board. And if he lands on top of your workers, uh, they get crushed and uh, turned into little resource cubes and returned to you. So uh, I think there's maybe an interesting aspect there of triggering him at certain times, maybe even getting him to step on other people's robots and stop them from doing the work for you. There's some other little um, wrinkles and twists in there that make it sound different to me from most worker placement games. I think there's some fun uh, ways that they play with that genre, which is pretty pretty tried and true at, at this point. Uh, and I've enjoyed the projects I've seen from Bluebeard in the past, but I like little robots. I like the factory. I well, like they, Robotopia. They did the uh, the Dracula's Feast. That was the one where we're all weird monsters, like secret roles, right? That's correct. Yeah, Dracula's Feast. That was a silly one. Yeah, a little small game. They have a whole bunch, a whole bunch this of is games. super cute. It's adorbs, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Robot? Oh, yeah, Robotopia. That Robotopia. could be it. That's it. That could be it. Yeah, there's robot guilds that you're like trying to influence and, and compete for and things as the game goes on. It looks like there's a, a lot of fun stuff going on. It reminds me of, um, and it looks like a, uh, like what was that game you played? Uh, Whistle Mountain. It has that, it reminds me of that in the way that it looks like it's in both of its aesthetics that are colorful and clear and a lot of things going on uh, and also a worker placement game that kind of takes it in a new direction uh $75 for the standard edition of this so this is this is another big one it includes promos not and the most like expensive that. one yet out of all our picks <laughs> a lot of meeples though i guess that brings up the uh the price yeah that that's probably it. there's a lot of stuff also it might just be right now kickstarter prices rising because of how expensive shipping is these days so that is what it is. Uh, another one that I'll uh, mention that I saw in there is called Weather Machine. And this is a game that uh, I don't, it's too complicated for me to truly understand, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be interested in it. Uh, it's from uh, Vital Lacerda and Ian O'Toole. Big, big designers people like, published by Eagle Games. And it's just this whole thing. It has to deal with climate change in some ways we're like dealing with changes in the weather and the environment and you're trying to build weather machines that can alter the weather and there's all kinds of different engines and systems that you're working with and moving meeples around and making your creations work uh it has a really cool for what it looks like a pretty heavy traditional kind of euro game it has a really cool art style and uh colors on the board and everything so uh, one that I'm, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to explain it well, but it looks cool and it's a, it's made a lot of money so far. Yeah. It made quite a bit of money. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, well, it's an, this might be our most, well, it's $129 for the, right. for this. It says it's going to be 165 for once it hits retail. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you if you like these kinds of like a heavy Euro game, uh, uh, Vital Lacerda is the guy who did um, the one that we could never figure out how to play, uh, Kanban, <laughs> and a lot of other games, the board heavy board games that people really like. On Mars was was a big one somewhat recently. So Weather Machine might be one to look at. All right. Those are our Kickstarter picks, I believe. Let's talk about some games we've played in Table Talk. I don't know if I can Table Talk. Table Talk. Table Talk. Table Talk time. Um, Ivan, I don't I don't know if you've had the chance to play any games as of late, but but we did um we did also have you on for our extra live stream, of course, and you yes. got a chance to play some things there. So I don't know anything you want to talk about that. I haven't been playing any tabletop games. I, I've, I've gotten back into animal crossing as most people <laughs> in the United States have. Well, if you put the switch um, in tabletop mode, that's a tabletop. Sure, I actually, I ripped my TV off the wall and put it on a TV I mean, on a table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, yeah, that counts. What, what did we play during the live stream? That's, Oh, we played a lot. We we covered <laughs> most of it on our uh, last week's Patreon podcast, but we did talk about some of it here on the show. But I'm trying to – I think – I don't know what – other than I know you played Jackbox and Mario Party with us. Oh, the the, the fuzzy Jenga Oh, game. right. You were there uh, and we played the was fuzzies. It, just called, it was just called the fuzzies, right? <laughs> yep. That was an interesting game that I – I don't know if I liked it because I was um, – very sleep deprived. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind revisiting that again. Um, uh, well rested, but it, it seemed like a really cool. It was a cool game. It was, it was definitely a um, a quick game that would be great between you know if you have two heavy games hitting the table, having that as like a palate cleanser game would be uh, really cool. Yeah, this is um, one I talked about in the Patreon show, but it's uh, basically like Jenga, except instead of wooden blocks, they're little fuzzy balls. I don't know what right. to call these. They're called, I guess they're called fuzzies. I don't, they're like lint balls or something. They're meeple, not meeples. They're, uh, what are they called in Star Trek? Tribbles. Tribbles. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they should rebrand this towards uh, Star Trek. They really but should. That was one of the games that I really enjoyed playing. Also, the... Um, the Clover game. Oh, yeah. So Clover. Mm-hmm. So Clover. That I've played once before with Will, and that's a really fun word game that you have to, you know, get others to try to read your minds and how this game works. Um, it, it's always great when you th- think you come up with like, oh, my God, this is perfect. This actually links these two things. And then you listen as they're like, no, 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 no. He means this. And you're just like, no. Right. No. Yeah. You, you definitely have anxiety as people are talking and they're like, no, it can't be this. Yeah. This was a, this was a game that the three of us played together. Uh, the last game we played in the stream. So that's just tell you how, how accessible it is. You can play it with no sleep at all. And uh, yeah, you're, you're trying to form connections between words. Definitely in the same wheelhouse as like code names. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that that or or medium, uh, it's got that sort of thing of drawing connections between words. But yeah, it was interesting how it made you. It was a different kind of a spin on it. It's always right. sometimes it's kind of amazing to me. Like, man, they've really found another way to make this a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many more of these are exist out there? But I think the one downside to it is like I've played it twice. We played it a bunch on the live stream. This game might grow old very fast. 
because it's it's always the same mechanic happens. Like, okay, you you get your four cards. You if you figure out what you want to write on each one of the four clover petals. I don't know what you call them, but then you get the exact same card again as your fifth card to kind of throw people off with guessing. It just seems like the mechanic would get old if you played it a ton. That's probably probably true. I think the secret is to mix up your play groups probably throw people in who you can't don't know how to read as well right um and the way the cards wrote i think yeah there's enough like words and different cards that it should take a pretty long time for those to get stale but yeah i you know i think it's one of those games that's like like a lot of these lighter word party games they're good in in moderation you don't want to overdo it i also think this would be a good like family like if you're at thanksgiving and they're like people Mm. are like oh you want to play a game let's you know break this out and have it come to the table that would be fun yeah definitely or for saint patrick's day because there's a clover on it oh yeah i'll tell you about saint patrick's day later okay thank you (laughs) so um yeah those are fun those are some fun fun, some fun games uh now our last game night it was just will and i uh, I apologize. It was, it was very lonely. <laughs> well, that was right after the live stream, right? No, this no. or was it? I can't. I don't know oh. how time works anymore. Yeah, I think it was the first game night after the live stream. Yeah, or, I didn't want to see you people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I truly. I can't even keep track anymore. Um, but we played a few games. I think the the biggest one that people are probably going to want to hear about the most is Descent: Legends of the Dark, mm. which is essentially the third edition of Descent. Now. Back in the day, we had a game of Descent 2nd Edition that the three of us were a part of. We, we were the good guys teamed up against our evil dark overlord, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. And we, we don't speak of that name, Jonathan. It's full of evil. Yeah, it's been years <laughs> since we went back to that title, although it's still on my shelf. I should probably remove it but this new edition of the game it's so it is a still a fantasy dungeon crawler uh where you know you're you're fighting enemies you're progressing through dungeons finding items potions loot etc if you've played any if you've played a gloomhaven if you've played any of those kinds of games you know what you're getting into here um but this version uh, compared to the second edition is fully cooperative it uses an app so everything's controlled by the app and there's no one playing the bad guy you're all working together and Will and I just played the first quest of the game, which, you know, I anticipated would be shorter. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, I kind of figured this would go, you know, you, you do a little thing in quest one and then quest two introduces another little thing. And by the time you get to quest like four, that's when you kind of have experienced most of what the game has to offer and you know what you're getting into. I think they put three quests worth of material in the first quest of this game. Uh, It took us like three hours to play through it. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but it was just like, wow, they really, it is like a full on beginning to end quest. Like they did not. It's uh, not just the kill the little uh, henchlings, which we thought I was like, no, you got to solve this. And then there's going to be a boss fight with we're like, oh, and because it's in an app, you don't know what's coming up. So every Uh, time we were like, oh, this must be the end of the level. Then the app would go now find the next eight tiles and put them on the board. (laughs) We're like, well, what they finally said, final quest objective. And we're like, okay, when we see the word final, 
we know we're finally at the end. Now, I don't remember too much of the time of the original game. Was it that long per rounds, per game? Well, the doors uh, kept getting slammed in our face. We kept getting tripped up by uh, spider webs. Um, it, no, it was. It, I think it was like, I think 90 minutes to two hours is probably about right for the first one. I mean, okay. I, I do think... I, I, this was the first quest, so there's a good chance the more familiar you are with the game, the quicker it gets. Hmm. But there's certainly a good amount of setup going on with it. And we played just the two of us, but we did each of us controlling two characters. Oh, okay. Uh, so, and I thought that worked pretty well. I mean, I think even the game can be played with a, a single player controlling multiple characters as well. So uh, I think that works perfectly fine. And it does some cool stuff. It's got 3D terrain. Like you actually have to assemble 3D pieces and there's levels as well. So, uh, I mean, I, I just thought looking at it on the table was pretty impressive. It it does come together in a cool way. Oh, and 3D it, in real life, not in the app. Correct. So yes, you you okay. actually have to worry about levels and stuff like that. Oh, that's I actually love that. Go upstairs. Game yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think first impressions wise, Will, you also had a good time with it? Yeah, I mean, I like the the art, the system. I was surprised and actually had a lot of fun with how long, like it is long, but it was like a full, felt like a full story. And like, we're going to show you everything. Hmm. And it sounds like also you get, like you just find chess and it'll be like, it's not like find a sword, which like the old one, because that old deck, this one, because it uses the app will be like, you find five pieces of metal. 13 enchanted runes and so forth. And you craft stuff and you can upgrade things. And I'm like, it seems like it's the kind of things I like where I want to go back to a home base and rebuild it. You know, it's one of the things I'm excited for with uh frost Haven. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like this sort of has those elements too. I'm curious to how this will go. Cause this, remember this is part one. Right. And right. how this will continue. Will it, be designed i'm wondering how they're going to design act, it you're saying the whole Sorry. box is what you're referring to yes the whole box is, is called act one. Oh, okay yeah. and i'm wondering how if they're going to make it so like have you played act one sorry tell us what your result was or will uh will you actually have to play act one hmm. i'm very yeah. curious to see how they do because the only thing i could think of similar to that is madara which also has not released its other parts yet like they're there are board game like pandemic season one, two sequels, but they story-wise maybe connect, but they've never asked you like whether or not you've played part one. Yeah, I could see it going both um, ways. I could I could definitely see it being more of an expansion. It's like here's the next part of the story. But I also feel like they could easily do act two is it's a new set of characters, it's the same story, but it's like watching the part two of a movie. Like you don't need to, mm -hmm. I, I, I think that could be easy to do. And I imagine act one will have like a conclusion. I don't, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, my, my, one of, one of the things I did find somewhat, I didn't really know how to deal with this while playing it is in comparing this game. I couldn't help but doing so to fantasy flights, other app revolving around dungeon crawler lord of the rings journeys in middle earth which i i just i feel like the two of them are very similar they have a lot mm. of dna uh in common which i kind of expected but almost so much to the point that i i kind of went i don't know that 
they almost are like eating each other's lunch a little bit. Like they're really similar other than, you know, you don't have Lord of the Rings characters, obviously. And the descent, I think the big thing they change is um, like, instead of drawing cards for your tests, there's more dice rolling and there's the cool stuff. Like we said, with the levels and everything. Uh, but other than that, the rules are like very similar. <laughs> Do you think this might be a thing of like, are they the same company? Yeah. Same company. Yeah. Do you think maybe they're predicting the future that they might lose a license and they want to keep a game going on? (laughs) That could be in the back of their head something. I mean, I think it's intentional just that they're like, look, this is our system. I mean, they did the same thing pretty much with Descent 2nd Edition and Star Wars Imperial Assault was built on that. And even Lord of the Rings like took a lot of DNA from Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. So this is not a company that's shy about cannibalizing its own (laughs) mechanics. I could also see them have like there's a reason behind it because once you tag on a star wars or lord of the rings um trademark they want you to do certain things a certain way so if they like like if they want to do things mechanic wise that like maybe the production company doesn't want them to do having this game which is more or less a unskinned version of these games they can kind of get away with tweaking more than they would be allowed to do with the copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is their like, yeah, you won't let us put that in the game. Well, now we can. Make ours. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like both games. Uh, and, and, but so, you know, we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it was just interesting to me. I didn't expect them to be as similar as I felt they mm-hmm. were, but, but I, I mean, maybe the other biggest difference is, as you mentioned, will the, like going back to base and crafting that none of that stuff is really in Lord of the Rings. It seems like they, they emphasize it a lot more in this title. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Now do you guys have to play? So you started this game, you and will can other people join in or they is could. it just, okay. They could. Yeah. Um, you actually, I mean, you can even switch characters. I think between players uh, during the mm. games. Cause you, some missions like will require certain characters to be used. So you will actually swap them in and out. Okay. There is like some choices in the app that the say will carry over. And from what I can read, it's less of like, you're going to change whether this character wields a bow versus a sword. It feels more like, oh, honestly, a morale system. Hmm. Uh, like Mass it's Effect. So like, I pretty much, it's like, I can understand if you like, I want to make sure my character makes these choices, but it feels more like just being like, unless they use something weird, like if you, the more undertale, like you have to go perfectly with this one without choosing the other choice once. Like, I feel like it's going to be more like mass effect where like you're mostly renegade or you're mostly, I don't, I don't even think it's going to be that far. I think it's going to, you might, yeah, I'm saying notice. at most, <laughs> I don't I'm think you'll even notice yeah, the difference by the end, but uh, yeah, no, you can definitely bring new people in. I, I think it'd be very easy. to. So to it's do. not like a legacy game where you have to have the core group. It would be probably better. Like you'd probably get more out of it, but it's not impossible. It's not, okay. it's, it's not going to, it's not like you won't know what's going on. It's, I think, you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how the quests progress. Maybe, maybe it's more different than I'm expecting, but I think it's going to be like, Hey, go ahead, kill some things. Like it's like a D D <laughs> campaign. You can right. just bring in people whenever you need to. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, but anyway, that's the set. And also it's an app game, which I know is very controversial, but we don't need to get into that here, but <laughs> at some point we'll probably talk about Descent more in depth when we played more of it. 
let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, and let's get into. Uh, we also played a bit of Tapestry, which just has a new expansion uh, uh, announced for it, and the it's called Arts and Architecture. Tapestry is from Stonemeyer Games. This is a civilization building game where you're uh, trying to build up your sieve by rolling dice and moving along different tracks. And each track you move up in gives you different rewards and bonuses and ultimately victory points. And the new expansion adds another track, which is art. So you've got culture and theater and stuff like that on this new track that you can give to your sieve, as well as some other new fun things, new civilizations, whatever. We have a full review of this on our channel that you can check out if you're curious about it. but it was also just fun to play Tapestry. I'm not sure, Ivan, if you've ever if you played Tapestry with us or not. You might have. I think it's hit the table while I was at a game night, but I don't know if I played it. Yeah. it I was looking it up. It looks familiar, mm. but I don't remember. Yeah, and it's a it's a game that I know Will and I both liked, uh, and I I think we also agreed that the first expansion really did a lot to improve the things that we didn't love about the game. Mm. Um. Uh, but it, but it was just it's just kind of it was kind of fun just to play tapestry again with expansion or no i do think it's a solid game and i al- i feel like it's almost like the well now now this is really the pendulum has filled this role but <laughs> for a while i feel like it was almost the black sheep of stonemeyer's catalog um Why? It, it, just because it wasn't as quite as warmly received hmm. as some of their other titles um i think it, it was the i feel the difference is like it was the black sheep because it was like, it was all right. It's like, it was like this, the older siblings are so great and everyone loved. And the other one's like, I'm an accountant. I do pretty well. I'm like, really? That's it. It's the middle child. Pen- yeah. Pendulum on the other hand is more like the one like, this is weird and different. Like, I feel like that one's actually. Yeah. Warm. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is tapestry now is like, Oh, thank God. Pendulum came out. People are, don't make fun of me anymore. Well, um, well that's, that's what I'm saying. He's the <laughs> tapestry is the accountant. It's the boring job that disappeared. I think also, like, you know, compared to... Not that Wing- the game's actually boring. But- when you look at Wingspan and Scythe, they do have such cool themes that are, like, the artwork is fun to look at. Tapestry, it's like, y- you have a sieve, but there's not... An- you're not really grasping onto a theme. You're rolling dice and moving up tracks, <laughs> you know? Uh, so you have to I don't, be... I, I don't know. I like to, uh, to role play whenever I, I, I get specific tapestries you know sometimes uh-huh. I, I like to hide away i'm trying to, the coward i think no there isn't a coward but there's a white flag surrender <laughs> yeah. now do you guys you mentioned that like you liked playing this game the original version and you kind of forgot about it um until this new print uh, the expansion are there a lot of games like that in your library i mean we have a lot of games in our collective library but are there a lot of games like that that you go and you're looking through your collection and go, oh, I forgot that I love this game so much. I wish I had time to play it again. Yeah, that's that's I all mean, our that's games. Every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our quote unquote forgetting about tapestry has nothing to do with tapestry. It's just right. we have so much to play. Uh, yeah, like I, you know, just again because we have so much. Tapestry could easily be a game for some groups. That's like you could play it three dozen times and get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's like. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a pretty good game. And we right. won't play it again for a year. <laughs> well, and, and minus us having to do reviews and all that. But like in yeah. general, um, yeah, I guess that I, I, even to big gamers that don't do this for a living, 
I guess that does happen quite a bit because there's so many, especially now, there's so many games coming out every month, week, day that games just get forgotten about until you dust them off and go, oh, wow, I forgot that I used to love this game and play it often. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's a reason that, uh, you know, math trades are a big thing or board game geek trades or selling your old games and buying new ones. Sometimes sometimes it's better to rotate them out than be hoarders like we are and keep things forever. (laughs) Well, I also I guess that's why expansions exist, too, because these companies want you to be want you to remember, oh, we produced this game 10 years ago. Bring it to your table again. That's true. It's the same reason, um, you know. It's one of the reasons I think in video games they do DLC is because right. instead of instead of just getting one burst of publicity when the game releases, you have a built-in formula for getting people to talk about it again and mm. again. Well, they even have a new thing like let's not even release the whole regular game, so well, people are like, "Oh, it's good now." <laughs> uh, we, we've done the patch notes yeah right yeah which some you might argue about some board games have done that too you might even argue a bit about tapestry <laughs> honestly uh but yeah it's uh it's it's good tapestry is good <laughs> um <laughs> and then uh we also played more of the initiative which we played some on the stream this is uh from cory kaneska it's a a spy thriller game that's sort of like Jumanji where the story of the game is that you found a game within a game and everyone you're trying to decode some things by moving around a board and finding the secret clues before time runs out before you run out of cards and this is a game we've been enjoying it's a, it is another campaign game but unlike Descent the games do not take three hours to play so we actually were able to get through like three or four of these missions, uh, chapters, I think they called them in our last game night, which was pretty cool. Uh, this is a, a campaign that we might actually finish someday, which is rare. <laughs> but, this looked really like I was uh, behind the scenes while you guys were playing this, but it looks like a real fun game. Oh, it's great. I, I was so happy we, get, we just kept playing. I remember, Jonathan, you were even like, it's late, but should we do one more? And I was like, let's do one more. Of course it was unfair. It's at my place. So for me, I'm like, that's great. I don't have to go anywhere. When this is right. over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a real, it was a real sacrifice on my part, but yeah, it is fun. And this is another one. Like you're talking about way, even easier than descent. You could easily swap people in and out um, or invite new people into the middle of a campaign. You don't really need to, there's no reason. Like we switch characters every time we play pretty much just to try their different powers out and stuff. But yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it's you know, don't wanna, we've talked about it enough recently, I think, and I also don't want to spoil anything, right. so we don't have to go too in depth on it. But I'm very interested to find out where this one, how it all ends, and what the. Also, you know, yeah. we were talking about last week about what happens after you beat it, and like what missions there are you can replay once you finish the campaign. And they've already started additionally releasing some missions online that you can just. Like I don't even know if you need to download anything. You just read about them and you can play them. Print out a mission card, oh, maybe. That's cool. So that's kind of what, what I'm also curious about because we talked a little bit about this when we after we played it. Is as of now we are undefeated, right? And John, you're like you were discussing like, am I going to feel terrible if we complete this without losing? Am I going to feel worse if we do lose? And I'm, I'm curious how people think about that in a campaign. Are you worried if you were like? undefeated like this is too easy i don't want to play or if you are losing all the time i'm not having fun anymore that kind like a streak in essence well i think Do you wish it goes yeah the, for me it's something very specific about the initiative 
because com- right. compared to like, let's just talk about descent. If I, if we win a game of descent or lose it, it, I, we can always go back. You can, even though it's a campaign, you can replay the campaign and it'll be different. There'll be maybe different enemies in different places, or even if it's the same, it's still like a new challenge to decide how do I approach this? How do I attack these enemies and beat the boss? The initiative is not that kind of game. It's more like an escape room. There's one code per chapter. And if you get it wrong, you're done. It's like it's like being it's like answering a riddle and then they tell you, no, the answer was this. You can't replay that riddle. You know uh, the answer right. to that riddle. So I just don't know how it's just a weirder kind of a, a game that I feel like it might be very disappointing to lose one because it's not like I can say, Oh, let's try again. It's not like a game of Hanabi or something like this time we'll communicate better now that we've learned it. It's like, no, it's gone. It's over. But yes. And also, by the way, I, I I mentioned this last night. The reason I believe we have such a good winning streak is because Jonathan, me like compliment perfectly. Whenever those, there's a riddle or puzzle that involves like words, letters and stuff. Even if it's scrambled, Jonathan is able to, to be like, okay, there's only this many things that have a Y there. Or like, if that's not a J, it has to be this. Meanwhile, when they do the number ones, I'm all of a sudden just writing on the thing like, okay, if they, they're they squaring each time and they're doing this. and <laughs> yeah, like, there, was a, I, there was a little bit of John Nash. Uh, he was he was really trying to find some patterns <laughs> in this one. I, I found it. it to his it credit. To, be a lot to his credit, it worked out. He, he, he was onto something. Now, in a game like this, can you like turn up the hardness in it? Or once you, like, there's no like, easy medium hard like in a video game let's say this one i think there really isn't for the core campaign of no there's no there's no difficulty settings but sort of spoiling but not too much we think there's more missions after the campaign and that would be like here are your hard ones well i mean i imagine it it gets harder as you go but you can't like tune a mission but i will say one thing which i think also might be why it's also been easier for us we are doing this as two players and part of the way the game works is when you play it, you're trying to play cards of certain numbers. You're not supposed to communicate with each other. So like if I put a five on a pile, the great thing would be if Will has a six in his hand and then it's like, oh, we didn't, right. you want to be efficient in your number ordering. And if you were playing with say the full four players, it would be a lot harder because you're not in between turns. There's much more chance for other players to screw up your potential plans. So that I think that might be something else that's giving us a leg up is just it's just back and forth between the two of us. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds right to you, Will, but I I, I was thinking about that 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 could be a factor. You know that does make sense because hypoth not hypothetically theoretically the deck is being split in two. So for example, if you don't have this card, it's very likely I have that card. It's a back and forth. When if there was three or four, it might be a full round before three people, two other people you have to go through before I have the next optimal card. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it is. I, it never occurred to me till now. I, I was trying to give ourselves like, <laughs> it's because we're skilled. It's like, <laughs> nope, we chose the easy player count. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to, you can play it solo, it'd be even easier. <laughs> <laughs> so we're giving a, we're at least doing that. All right. So those are some of the games that we have been playing. Um, I want to finish the show off by taking a trip once again to our Meeple Gallery. Meeple Gallery. 
That's right. We're going to hear from all our little meeples in the meeple gallery. Of course, if you want to submit a question or comment for us to read on the show, you can by emailing us uh, meeplegallery at gmail.com. Oh, I can? You can. Please. Oh, We'd cool. love it. Uh, hold on. I'm doing one right now. Yeah, that's what I'm going to read. So you better finish writing it quick. Uh, no, in fact, this week, you know, it's, it's just the three of us. It's the role for crit crew. So why not? I think we should go back to another once again to one of our longtime fans, Hoser 40K, who's come who who people may not know this if you're not Patreon subscribers, but he likes to send us questions by the dozen. Uh, <laughs> a I, baker's dozen. I think we've got like 40 right now in our in our inbox <laughs> from him. Um, not all of them board game related. And sometimes we read them in our Patreon podcast. But uh, there's there's some board game questions in there that I, I pick out. I sift through and sometimes we'll throw them in. And that's what we're doing in this week's Meeple Gallery. Mm. And I think this kind of uh, might tie into some stuff we we're talking about with Descent as well. Hoser writes. How come reviewers tend to poo-poo, his words, not mine, a game with a long playing time? Should it matter how long a game takes to play if you're having fun with friends? And should a good game be punished for this? I usually let my game group know in advance if we're playing something longer than usual. I can, I can give you a quick answer right now. It better be it better be quick. I'm timing. <laughs> Reviewers have lots of games to play. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's a good. Well, well, expand on that, and maybe also just personally, uh, you know, not for if you're just playing a game for fun, Ivan. What's your What's your stance on the length of a game? I told you it was a quick answer. That's all I got now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, for me, it depends on the game itself, because I've sat through games that were what four hours long and it didn't feel like for a four hour game and i was quite happy but if it's a game that doesn't it does it's not there it doesn't have you know the right rule set or even heck the right group of players you're playing with it could be like an hour long game could seem like an eternity yeah that's true you know or even like time because we've played games like not even just live streams but like we'll start a long game like a b uh, i guess bsg is bsg considered a long game Battlestar it's Galactica. pretty long yeah <laughs> very long like we've made the mistake of starting like a game of Battlestar at like 9 p.m oh yeah and and that can a game we all most of us all love can feel terrible because it's it's the time of day you play it I mean, I made the mistake once of doing that Arkham Horror, which is cooperative. So we're not we're taking out the you're going to hate each other because of a traitor, and it still feels bad. The uh, question was the question: just people or reviewers, Jonathan? Sorry. Well, uh, it was kind of twofold. He said, "How? Why do reviewers uh, not like long games?" And also said, "Should it matter how long a game takes to play if you're having fun? Should a good game be punished for for long length?" So you know, take no. it however. So you want. yeah, the problem. I think another problem that comes up is let's say you don't have the greatest experience, not like you lose, but maybe you lose by a lot. If you lost in 10 minutes, you're like, whatever, set up another game. If you lost in four hours, you're like, you feel, you do feel a lot more like those are four hours. I'm not getting back. So sometimes if you don't, feel like you got something out of it, especially if the game 
for example, if you can tell you're going to lose, but it takes another 30 minutes for you to lose. Or if even just like you, even if you win, but if you're, if it takes 15 minutes for you to get back to your turn, because it may be analysis paralysis, or there's so much going on or asymmetrical. Sometimes that can be an issue. It just can feel like not as, not as enjoyable, you know, like uh, you, you got, you, you only have so much time in the world. I think we've had this discussion before. I think the three of us are our game group to me. I don't care if I necessarily win or lose a game. If the story is there, like if it's a really good, like if it's a four hour game and the story in the game and, and the game itself has me doing stuff each turn, if I win or lose, it's like, well, I lost. Try again next time. Or if I yeah. win, it's like, cool, that's great. But it yeah. doesn't ruin, it doesn't like, I guess make the when game I say, when I'm talking about losing here, I don't just mean like, I almost talk about, like you said, the story, mechanical story of losing. There's, oh, I just lost because this movement. But then there's every turn I was doing one action when everyone else was doing four. Like, you know, when you just, mm. like for whatever happens, because yeah, there's some. It's not the, it's it's not about winning or losing. It's about just feeling like you're involved in the game for the right. duration of it. I definitely. Yeah, think... That, I think that would, uh, okay. that puts it a lot better. If you're, if you are going into a game, if there's, there's a chance you're going to lose. So like, if you know, you're going to feel bad after four hours and you lose, you don't play that game. <laughs> right. Well, not only that, of many of these games, someone usually has to lose. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like there is, there is a chance, like it's not, it's not, not there. <laughs> you could lose like, right. yeah, don't do it. Um, but I think we all generally agree that, you know, it's, it almost seems like too, I mean, this was part of Hoser's question, but it's almost like such an obvious thing to say. But yeah, if you're having fun, then the game could last eight hours. Like, who cares? As long as you're enjoying yourself, it doesn't matter. Um, But I think, yeah, of course, the issue is some games overstay their welcome. And I think, like Ivan said, especially with reviewers, but even now, it doesn't matter if you're a reviewer. Just like we were saying, a lot of gamers just have a lot of games. I think we tend to prize. It's the same thing as... Uh, you know, I feel the same way with movies and video games. If right. I if a movie is ninety minutes, I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, yeah, I was yeah, actually just yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> well, it's not even just yeah. I mean, that goes with the time thing, but also I feel. Let's say you've never played a lot of board games. I'll, I'll take my kid. Arkham Horror was very early, and like, and 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 um, Battlestar were like. These are both amazing games we've loved. We've never had this kind of three hours sitting at a table experience before. But once you've played as many as we have, you start thinking like that. That's okay, isn't enough. And I think for reviewers, they go like, "I could have gotten that same experience from maybe like your nostalgia, like from Arkham Horror for me, or I could have gotten three other games in." Yeah. So you start what you're comparing it to becomes much. It's it's much harder. Yeah, right. the the bar the the bar raises, and I I think time investment is a big issue. I think that's one of the reasons. A very fair criticism, for example, and I think it's one of the many things uh, for both of you. I know more mm-hmm. for so for Jonathan because I do more reviews with him. Oh. But like a TCG, you know, it's not just you don't just sit at the table. You have to put in prep work. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
time is an important thing. Like if I have to do homework before playing a game, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> hey, you play D and D? Yeah, but uh, you've seen me play. I do it day of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but even still, do homework like, for D and D. And but like for like let's say magic or whatever, like. I'm not in, like I'm not a researcher when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, what I what's even uh, blah, 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 blah. wow. What, what I find <laughs> hilarious about because well, you just said Ivan with research because to me I'm like and as I do too I'm like oh I'll look up a deck list or something maybe something interesting something's good. There is this part of the community that almost gets angry. It's like oh you were net decking no you got to do all the mental math yourself. It's like why. What I can net? say let's we're not let's finish. not get into the okay. deck. This is another know, podcast. Just, <laughs> but, but but yes, length length of game. But I agree. I definitely think what you said before is true about the more games you get, the more you have to compare it to. I feel like early on, when people first start buying games, you you're like, hey, come over this weekend. We're gonna play Catan. Like we're gonna have Catan night. And, uh, you know, that's not a thing that we do anymore. You don't say, oh, man, we're going to have this night. We have game night. We, we, if we don't play four games, we feel disappointed. We feel like we failed. <laughs> right. Oh, that's true. But there is sometimes we're like, okay, guys, if we want to play this, we're tw having a Twilight Imperium day. We need, yeah. there needs to be preparation. <laughs> but I feel like we haven't done that. It's true. In a while. Well, we, we always say it. <laughs> Oh, but that's also why, like, I love our live streams or when we do, like, a gaming weekends because those big games can hit the table. Maybe not so much for a live stream because that'd be boring, but they can hit the table and you still don't feel like, okay, we didn't waste our Friday night playing one giant game. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's all about perspective. Yeah, it's like, what's a what's your group into? And I, I think we happen to have a group and I'm one of the guilty members of it who, you know, we want to play the new thing. We want to do the different thing. We want to switch back and forth. Right. Uh, and yeah, some, I, th I think that's what it comes down to for, for us, at least in part, it sounds like is the longer a game is the less time you have to play something else, but that's not a, it shouldn't be held against the game. There's nothing necessarily. Some games I do think can be too long. And you're like, okay, this maybe felt like it should have ended 45 minutes ago. I don't know why it's still going. Right. right. I mean, going to, back to what you said in video games, and I think TV shows are probably the biggest culprit, but it's in everything. There's bloat. You know, sometimes you're like, this was was this really needed? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it, in films, it's the same, like what you were saying, for an hour and a half, I get excited because... I was in film school for six years. Like I, I watched some of these two, three, four, five, six hour long or longer films. And now I'm like, if a movie is an hour and a half, it's great. <laughs> yeah. That's why the original cartoon, how the Grinch stole Christmas is one of the best movies ever. Is that like a half an hour? I think at most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's listed as a movie. It's well, not a, it's not a movie. It's not no, a movie. It's a, it's a, television special it's not a movie. that's right but yeah for like and some of these games i do like them being longer um but you're right you have to have your one nights um well, but do a lot of reviewers 
quote unquote poo poo long games. <laughs> this is honestly, yeah. I I that's not a perception I had, but I do not watch that many board game reviewers personally. So I don't. Right. They, you know. I see. I've seen some of them, but I also feel like their favorites tend to be longer. It's almost like it mm. wasn't as good as the one I loved. Mm. Like, because so, you guys and, do more of the reviewing than I do, and if you are reading up on a game, doing your research, and you see that's going to be a three-plus-hour game, are you like, ugh? I am, but not. Um, I, I, I'm only scared because I'm like, <laughs> oh god, we because you 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 know. You usually want more than one play session. There are yeah. some games that can be like, we're like, okay, we played it. We get it. Right. It doesn't tend to be the three hour ones. Or if it is, that's a very bad sign. Yeah, it's not an, it's not an, ugh, like the game's going to be bad. It's just an, oh God, there's so many things we have to play. <laughs> it's right. just, you know, so like, I, I don't, I don't hold it against the game necessarily unless I'm honestly trying to, I think do. Of, I personally call the game designer. I, I can't actually <laughs> think of many games where I actually think like I've thought this is too long unless it was just a game I didn't like already. Right. Th that always plays into it as well. Also. Yeah. Like, have a longer game also requires i think you have to be more careful about the people at the table but i feel like it's for the right. reasons i said before it's just that it's not you like i could love arkham horror but if someone doesn't like that theme or something and they had to sit there for two to three hours i don't want someone miserable at the table it's funny because i want point, people to, to me, have fun two hours sounds like average <laughs> for board a game. game yeah to me what is what is a long board game that's a good question to me like I, three plus three hours that's when i'd be like okay that's a long game right i i feel once you get over two i have to start worrying a bit more yeah about that three is definitely like you are in that zone because and to also, me four once you hit four you're like People better love this almost before sitting down. Yeah. But there's also a flip side to this question. When you see a game that's too short, do you have like thoughts about it before you play? Are you like, oh, this game is too short. It's not going to be good or substantial. I don't know that I've had that It depends that how it's short. Like I've seen games that like, why does it have this mechanic that I can end the game in, in, in one turn mm. versus, oh, we're playing uh, – uh, I'm trying to think of a quick one that we have. So Clover. <laughs> so Clover or something. And I'm not counting, by the way, that like you can lose a game fast in something like Hanabi if you just are really, you don't know the rules well. But even, oh, a, yeah, even a long game of Hanabi is like half an hour. That's not right. a... Right. Well, well I, was just, I was trying to think of something where it's cooperative where you can technically lose, yeah. you know? Well, there's a quick game that you're bad at that you lose quickly. I don't think that counts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, like... I don't usually, unless I find the mechanics not fun, like, let, like go fish. You know, I'm like, it's too long. I'm done. That game's or, too or long. Or tic tac toe or something. Like, there are short games. Tic tac toe that takes too long to still, play. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because any that, amount of time playing it is not fun. It's too long. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yeah, sure. It's the same thing as in anything. I think the right length of a game is the the length it's that you're having fun. You know. I think we spent too much time on this question. I feel like I'm expecting a whole dozen. Yeah, I know. But that was it. Uh, so that's oh, the okay. end of this <laughs> podcast episode. Of course, Ivan, you earned some experience points for helping us out tonight. Ooh. So uh, you get to tell people where who you are and what you do. Well, first off, I want to take away some points from you. This is my fourth time on the show. You said third. Wow. Well, I uh, I had a question mark at the end of it. Did you? Yeah, it was. It was. I wasn't sure. 
All right. Well, you can find me at uh, 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 Roll for Crit. I do stuff on there. Um, but you can also go on YouTube. I have a snack review show. I am the snack guy on YouTube. Wow. I have a few new episodes coming out for the holiday season. Just did one for, I think it was for Halloween. The days, months blend together anymore. Um, also, Instagram, Ivan Arhan. Check me out there. Check him out, folks. Uh, we'll have links to that stuff in the show notes down below. I think we'll also give some experience points to Roland. He can he can become level two this week. So. <gasps> oh, man. Everybody get excited about that. Hey, if you want more Roll for Crit, you can find it at RollForCrit.com. We got YouTube stuff. We got live streams, merch, and more. And you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash RollForCrit. Check out our Discord channel. Talk to us in there. Here are our bonus weekly podcast episodes where we talk about more and more gaming stuff like you heard today. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. That's very nice of you. And it costs you nothing but a few minutes of your time, but it makes us feel good. Or submit questions again, as I said, to meeplegallery at gmail.com. And feel free if you have a baker's dozen of questions to ask. We will answer them all. Yeah, but one or two at a time is also <laughs> good. That's also <laughs> totally good and maybe better. All right. Uh, yeah. Let us know and hope you have a good uh, week and we will see you again in the future. Hope you're playing some games and having fun and staying warm. If you're on the East coast, I'm Jonathan. I'm Will. And thanks Ivan for joining us. And this has been, thanks for having me. This has been a roll for great. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>